Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch from our very hot but brand new studio space. I guess we're moving up in the world. We have a podcast studio space. So if anybody feels that this sounds different or feels different, I guess we're famous now. So (laughs) I guess so. I guess, yeah, Dakota and I are um, sweating because this room is hot, but Welcome back, everyone. It's very beautiful, though, the room. Yes, welcome back. So we're at a really cool co-work space in Calgary, Alberta called Shedpoint. Shout out to Shedpoint for letting Ladies Who Launch use this awesome podcasting space. But it's basically set up and ready to go, which is really cool. And their microphones are quantum leaps better than the ones we have at home. Yeah, because we kind of they're built into the table and we can sit back and kind of relax. Yeah, I feel um, like Joe Rogan with these. They're so cool. Anyways, um, today we are coming at you on a very beautiful fall day from Calgary. And uh, it's Friday. So happy Friday, Alyssa. Happy Friday. And it's actually National Truth and Reconciliation Day as well. It is. September 30th here in Calgary. So I advise uh, everyone to take a moment to reflect on their part and their feelings about um, Indigenous regi- or Indian residential schools and all the um, kids who didn't get to come home. Yeah. So, Alyssa, do you want to give a little bit of a backstory to those of our listeners who don't live in Canada? Yeah. So, obviously, in Canada, um, we have the stain of the residential school system that was created um, when settlers came to Canada and the under the 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 new the first prime minister who was Johnny Macdonald created the Indian Act and basically the purpose of creating that was to remove the Indian in the child like they wanted to basically turn indigenous people into white people and so as a way to implement this plan, they created the residential school system, which is basically where they took children away from their families uh, at very young ages and sent them off to these schools, these religious-run schools by the Catholic Church. And um, basically, they were abused in various different ways, and many of them didn't come home. And those that did um, never were able to assimilate back into their indigenous culture because um, it's like they lived in a different planet. And so now you sort of jump to the present of Canada and what we're finding now in all these sites. And keep this like for for reference, the last residential school closed in 1996. So this isn't a a long ago problem. It's exists. It exists. I mean, it still exists today, 
for all intents and purposes. But anyway, um, we're finding on these sites um, the bodies of these kids. And so um, I think we're in the thousands and thousands at this point of of kids. Um, and so out of this, out of what's happened is the Canadian government created the Truth and Reconciliation Committee, which I think has a couple hundred recommendations of what Canada has to do to um, repair and remediate the damage. Um, and I think to date, I think maybe 12, maybe 21 of those recommendations have actually been implemented. I mean, we have a lot, a long way to go in this country, but Last year um, was the first year of the National Truth and Reconciliation Day, and it came out of um, Orange Shirt Day, which is a story unto itself. And um, I'll let people look up Orange Shirt Day on their own and and Phyllis, who is the lady who who started Orange Shirt Day and her story. Um, but yeah, it's it's not intended as a holiday, even though it is a federal stat holiday. You're supposed to take part in Indigenous ceremony and reflection. So um, many places today are doing that. But anyway, yeah, we we do not have a very, I mean, for as much as Canada is always viewed as we're like the polite and, and genuinely like happy people, uh, we do not have a very good history or present for that matter with Indigenous uh, culture and, and Indigenous people in Canada. Yeah, we have a bit of a sordid past. Yes, um, very much yeah. so. But anyway, um, and being that we're, okay, being that we're using these new mics, I do have to say to Dakota, you got to speak up. Oh, okay. I can really hear you for some reason, but for whatever reason, no matter how loud I speak, it's it's a little yeah. weird on my end. Our uh, Alex, our producer, will probably edit this piece out, but that's <laughs> Our fine. producer, just dust your shoulders off. Is, yeah, get into it, Alex. But <laughs> yeah, as we sort out our new system here. But anyway, yeah. that's where we're at today. But um, in a very weird and not elegant segue, we are going to be talking about uh, goal setting and uh, and why it's maybe not Fantastic, and I'll let Dakota start with this because it's 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 her topic and and her conversation that she had with a friend that has led us to this discussion today. So, <clears throat> as a lot of you know, and if you've listened to the cast before, um, some of you are probably new and maybe don't know this. Um, Alyssa and I have wonderful communities of people that we consistently chat with and and reach out to to almost be our work partners and work wives, if you will, and work husbands, if you will. Um, and, and one such individual in my life who runs and maintains a significant and very important nutrition slash spiritual coaching business is also a geologist as her day job. And this requires her um, to go out on site for up to a month at a time in complete isolation while also managing this other business on the side. And so we got onto the topic the other day of, well, like, what is she going to do eventually? Is she going to do one or the other? Um, is she going to do the vocation that she originally went to school for for the rest of her life? Or is she going to try and um, make a go of this other business? And how how would she do that? And what's the bigger picture? To which I replied to her, well, maybe you need to have a five-year plan. <clears throat> and she literally shot back at me with, 
what are you, 50 and from the 1960s, Dakota? <laughs> yeah. Five years plans don't work for anybody anymore. So the topic of today that I'd love to chat with Alyssa about and, and get your guys' opinion on too is at what point do like long-term plans even make sense anymore given the amount of times we've had to change how we do things? And how can we plan for a future while also getting thrown the many curveballs that life throws at us? Because when in that moment when she said that to me, I was like, oh my God, you're right. Would I have a five-year plan? And then we got onto this really great conversation about, well, what are her tendencies versus my tendencies? And what kind of personality types do we have? And so I think it really does depend on who you are and how you do things. If you're a total ADHD squirrel like me, you probably can't have a five-year plan. So what do you think about that, Alyssa? And what do you, where do you think you fall? I am not a planner at all. Never have been. Never. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I think I told the story on the podcast at some point, but I basically started my business by just like going down to a registry and registering the name and owning a business. There was no not much thought put into it. There was no... I didn't spend four years writing a business plan. To this day, eight years into my business, I don't have a business plan. Yeah. Because I've never gone to a bank and asked for money. So it's really the only reason. But I am not a planner. And I, and my whole life has been that way. I never, I never planned. Like when I went away to school, like what I thought I was going to go to school for, I didn't. And I changed and I did something else. And, and I don't... <laughs> I'm not a, yeah, I'm not a, a list. I mean, I'm a list maker to some extent, but I'm generally a fly by the seat of my pants person in my business and in my personal life. And it's funny, the first time, I mean, this isn't business related, but the first time that my best friend and I went on a trip together, um, you never know how people are in different situations, but she was like, she said to me, she was like, you were a you were totally different than I thought you were going to be in travel. And she's like, you were totally like just laid back. Like whatever happens, you just accept and move on. I'm like, yeah, I'm not a planner. I don't plan my trips. Like we were in the UK for a month and I think we had a couple things that we wanted to see, but the rest is just all done. And I run my business that way. I mean, I, I think there is a place for planning and I think people who like that and have to sort of, and, and want to know what they're doing sort of every step of the way. But sometimes I think people get too tied to that and therefore they're less able to adapt to change because it's like, oh, well, I had this down that this was supposed to happen at this time and and now it's not or what. It, and sometimes I think then people feel that, not that they're a failure, but that they're they have to stay on whatever track that they've put themselves on. And yeah, I am, I don't know, we are probably not the two people to be talking about five-year plans because neither one of us are planners, but... I would actually argue that everybody in my life makes fun of me for thinking that, that I'm too much, like much more of a planner than I actually am. Where I fall short is I make too many plans and overwhelm myself, but... When it comes to like my calendar, a lot of the time, like I've had a number of people comment like, holy shit, Dakota, you schedule everything. 
But here's the thing. That's there to keep me on track because I need it. Otherwise, I won't be on track. Whereas I would say I'm more of a spontaneous planner in every other area of my life. Well, I think, I mean, I could, I, maybe I view these differently, but day-to-day planning, I think, is different than long-term, long-term like yearly business plans and things like that. Like even when I do marketing plans for people, I very rarely will put together a full year marketing plan because inevitably it's kind of irrelevant. Yeah. I will do three months at a time and like figure out what's happening like sort of a quarter because realistically you're just putting together um a pretty pretty bunch of pages because to think that people are going to reference that like over a year and how business and how everything changes. It's, it, I think it's irrelevant. I mean, whatever other people may think differently, but um, I think you have to have a, a vision for your business. I think you have to have sort of a an idea of where you want to go and sort of the the key key pieces that you need to to do to get to that place. Mm-hmm. But like, good lord, if anyone. <laughs> even thinks they know where they're going to be in five years. Like, I mean, that's like, and that's the worst interview question ever. I mean, have you ever got that interview question when you yes. were? Yes. I like, think this is why I got Where do you see yourself shit. in five years? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> Not here, probably. Because <laughs> staying at a job for five years seems like god awful. Well, and the other thing too is like when I was talking to my girlfriend about this, <clears throat> she's like, I am vastly different from the person that I was a year ago. And that continues to be the trend. And it's true. Like I look at myself a year ago and I'm vastly different from the person that I was during COVID. Um, And I look at how far I've come with a number of different things. But in terms of like, if you are starting a business or you're trying to get your business to the next level, I do think there's some semblance of planning that can take place, but it has to be done in a way that matches your personality type. So really, I think it's understanding, as Alyssa said, that you've got sort of a bigger vision for yourself. So it's like, well, in like two years, I kind of want to write some pages that might turn into a book on my in my spare time. And then while I'm doing that, I'm going to, you know, do a new website and I'm going to start to develop this program and this course. But leaning into the change that can occur during those times and being open to what's meant for you during those times so that you don't freak out if it doesn't happen. I mean... I have literally had my new website on the side of my desk for a year. And I move my day that I'm supposed to fill it out with content constantly. So I do have to kind of say to myself, okay, by the end of this year, I need to have that done. But then my business keeps evolving. So it's an interesting conversation because I think 40 years ago, five-year plans may have made sense or three-year plans or 10-year plans, right? But I think... In today's world, like one, like what am I doing next year is kind of as far as we can think. Yeah. Well, and what are you doing next year? But from January to March, yeah. Not like what you're doing at this time next year, because I think that changes too. It's interesting. I mean, I've taken a break from my business. Development. Yeah. Well, not development, but promotion, so to speak. Like I haven't um, done any, I haven't done social posting. I haven't written a blog. I haven't done sort of those things that you're supposed to do as a business person to keep yourself visible to the people in months. Probably, I think my last 
post in my Instagram feed was like at the end of May. And it has made zero difference no, in my business. And so, yeah. whereas I think people get caught up in the fact of like, I have to be, I mean, this is just a different example of, of plans, but it's like you have a social plan or you have a content plan for your own business. And it's like, I need to write a blog every month and I need to be posting three days a week to my social and I need to be doing this, this, this. And then it's like, no, I I just can't be doing this anymore because A, what does it mean? What does any of the stuff I'm doing mean? And then am I just doing it because I feel that I'm supposed to? Or is this actually a relevant piece of my business? And so there's that discussion too in terms of are you are you doing things for your business because you think you're supposed to and that it was in your plan? Or are you doing them because it actually benefits your business? And I don't think many business owners probably think of that. And they don't take the time to actually think, like, is this doing anything? Like, is that and do you enjoy it? Right. We have a friend, Lana Rogers. She's been on the cast before. And she has, it's almost like a side hustle called Champagne Friday, but it's a total passion project. And really it's her outlet to not only sometimes promote her business, but mostly it's like this amazing um, collection of cool shit that's happening in the city that she's chosen to promote. And then on top of that, she's got this whole membership thing now going where like you can reap the benefits of these businesses she's promoting uh, for like a fee, which is really cool. And, And I know that Lana like for sure loves writing that newsletter every single month because you can see the passion that goes into it. Whereas if you're sitting there and you're like, oh my God, like I'm just dreading doing this. That's another thing you really have to consider is like the why and then yeah, is it working and what is it doing for you? And even if it's just something you enjoy doing, like that's a that's a first kind of step to the why process. Yeah. I mean, think of how different we were in our 20s comparatively to 30s or whatever. And your business is sort of the same, right? Like you don't think the same things. You don't do the same things. You're different people as you get older. Yeah. And your business is sort of that too. Like just because you have a Facebook page, like, do you need one? I've told two clients this week to get rid of Twitter because like it there's no benefit to it. And I told another client to get rid of Instagram because they're not a B2C business. And like Hmm. you're posting you're posting stock photos. No one cares. Yeah, no, no, no. If they're not, yeah. And that's the thing too. Like that being said, Alyssa and I very much um, try to practice what we preach to our clients and every single business is different. And there, there is a level of research and tactical stuff that you have to do to get noticed depending on what you're doing. But I think looking at, if you're feeling bogged down and lost, looking at like, and we talk about this all the time, Um, the why and the, is it working? Um, And if it's not working or you really hate doing it, stop doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you're on Instagram and it's not giving you any results, I mean, the bigger question there is, well, are you delivering content that Instagram wants? Because that is the biggest thing right now in 2022. If you're not doing video at least twice a week, you know, unfortunately, Instagram probably isn't going to be your bag. No. Um, we will have a whole episode on freaking <laughs> reels and how stupid they are. Um, 
But yeah, but but that's sort of that whole planning piece, right? Is that people have, it's like, I have a social piece and I, this is my business and this is what I've planned out. And it's like, but yeah, just because it's written on a piece of paper doesn't mean that you still have to do it. And I think this is where people get too bogged down in what they think their plan is. And yeah, I'm probably way too far on the other spectrum of like just whatever and not planning shit. I'm not a bastion of like, no one should look to me for freaking business leadership. But I also value my time. So therefore, I'm not going to do anything that, yeah, I don't want to do or isn't a benefit of some sort. And I, and because I don't have it written on some Google Doc that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, then I'm not really tied to it. Um, and this, I will, I will preface this by saying this is for my business. This isn't, this isn't me doing this to clients and being like, oh, it's not written down, so I'm not going to do it. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about my business, um, because I'm the cobbler without a shoe. That's sort of how I view things. But yeah, I do think the five year plan and all of that is totally outdated. You cannot, in our World. society, yeah where things change every three seconds, there is no way, there is no way anyone could write down what they expect their business to be in five years. No. That being said, one of the things that we can offer you in terms of advice, because you're probably like, well, then what the shit should I do to grow my business? What you, what I've been seeing a lot more <clears throat> in the sphere of, of our sector with, with a lot of different clients Instead of like a traditional five-year, one-year, whatever, Marcom plan, or even just plan, I've been seeing a lot of discovery. So sitting down and getting really, really real with what's been working, what isn't working, or here are the like threats and opportunities, like doing a proper SWOT analysis uh, against a company that's just getting started. And then almost doing um, a fluid... Uh, strategic growth plan that is malleable to the society that we live in and the mar- and the market that we're in right now. Um, if that makes sense. So instead of looking at the granular, um, you look at that kind of all the time, but you're looking at the bigger picture in a way that's like, what are my growth points that I want to achieve? Um, and depending on kind of what business you're in, maybe there is a bit of a deadline there, but like, what is the growth I want to achieve, period? Kind of like, where do I want to be? And breaking it down into chunks, as Alyssa said, quarterly chunks to to accommodate for the constant changes that happen, especially in the marketing world. Yeah, I think you... And being fluid, right? Like understanding that, let's say you're a social media manager... Instagram might look vastly different next month than it does this month. And so what I've been doing with all my clients is is instead of handing them a content calendar with a bunch of captions and visuals, it's like, here's your outline. This is what we're going to do this month. Um, Let's go through goal setting together as to what we want to get across. But we're doing a lot of content in real time. And we're making sure that templating, key messaging, and branding is done ahead in a way that the client knows we're going to do a good job and 
they don't have to constantly review everything because social has just changed so much that it's more of an outline process than a content calendar process. I even struggle sometimes um, outside of static evergreen content with scheduling things anymore because a lot of stuff still needs to be done from your fingertips. Like even in the top scheduling softwares, you cannot location tag and add things that you want to a story. Like it, otherwise it just looks like crap. Like you really do have to spend that time crafting it from your fingertips. Um, So just making sure that you're accommodating for like the time that it takes to do that and educating your clients and yourself on the fact that everything is fluid and it's kind of month to month right now. Yeah. And I mean, even month to month, like even with myself, um, the months slip away. Like, so this is what I would, this is my advice to people too, is that if you do decide to take a break or um, step back from the the tactics or and, and the, the the pieces that you're doing for a period of time that is legitimately okay. Um, a lot of businesses do that. Do not feel that you have to be the hamster on the wheel just because you're doing it. So if you want to step away for a period of time um, and reassess your business and what's happening, that is probably a good thing to do. Yeah, but give yourself a timeline of what that is. So don't be me where now it's like almost six months later and I still haven't figured out what I want to do with my own um, my own marketing for my own business. Um, but if you want to take a couple months off um, and because you're you don't have any creativity to write your blogs or to to create to redo your website or all any of those pieces, Give yourself grace because I think we are also in a place in society where we are fed this idea that you have to be producing and you have to be doing every second of the day, whether it's for your clients or for your family or for you or for your business. And I just don't think that that is just not a motto that I need to live by in my life. And so, but give yourself a timeline of when you need to get back. So, so therefore, you're giving yourself time to evaluate and reassess what you're doing and where you want to go for the next quarter. Um, but then not looking at yourself and being like, oh, six months have gone by. Oh, it's been almost a year since you've written a blog, Alyssa. What is the deal? Yeah. This is where I am. So again, I'm not the best. Please coming to say hi. I'm not the best for giving advice in this area. I think um, you kind of need a me and you need a super, uh, you need to be sort of me, but you also need to be half me, half super organized planner person. And that's kind of finding that happy medium because. Totally. Know when to lean into the type A and know when to lean into the type C or B or whatever. Whatever we are. (laughs) Anyway, you guys, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Catch us next time on Ladies Who Launch. We're going to be talking about a subject that is very similar to this. And that subject is why do we follow everything society tells us to do? And you don't need to do all the things that your parents did. Yeah. So we'll catch you next time on Ladies Who Lunch. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode. 